Welcome to BIV Today. We are the daily business news show from Business in Vancouver newspaper and BIV.com. I'm reporter Tyler Orton, and this week BIV is unveiling this year's winners of the annual Chief Technology slash Chief Information Officer Awards. It's honoring the CTOs and CIOs at these companies that have been shaping things across the province. And with us today to offer insights into the importance of these executives, it's one of our 2019 judges. It is Jill Tipping, CEO of the BC Tech Association. Jill, thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks so much, Tyler. Glad to be here. So uh, I, I want to flash back to about a year ago when BIV was holding the first CTO awards. You and the other judges, you've all been embedded in the tech industry a long time, and you brought us back to the drawing board about what these categories meant and how we should consider the differences in roles depending on the organizations. It, it was really helpful because I think BIV, we were coming from it at, at that kind of B2B news media angle that uh, as journalists, we, we have our own bit of a uh, tunnel vision at times. So I'll, I'll admit that, but uh, you really put things into kind of a tech perspective there. And so I want to thank you for that. But I also just maybe uh, for listeners that might not be super familiar with these CTO, CIO roles, what, what are they in their base levels? Because I know that there's kind of a lot of nuance going on with, within, depending on the organization, depending on the size organization, but spell it out for us, uh, generally speaking. Okay. Well, um, I like to think of them in in terms of industry first okay and both of the roles have gone through a ton of change over the last 20 years we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit but but CTO is the role that we tend to talk about when we've got a company where technology is the product and CIO chief information officer is the role that we tend to talk about where it's a traditional industry and tech is the enabler so it's kind of uh, outward versus inward, if we kind of distinguish in that way, right? Exactly. Exactly. So why is it that these roles, you know, maybe they, they can vary depending so much on an organization, whether it's a startup versus an anchor company, and as you say, versus just a company that isn't, you know, kind of a tech-focused industry? Well, maybe I'll talk first about the CIO role, right, and how, how that's maybe changed. So if we think perhaps 20 years ago, a CIO within a major organization would probably be mostly focused on cost efficiencies and operational efficiencies. So they'd be at that level. 10 years ago, they'd be focused on how can technology help with revenue, with customer intimacy, with understanding the market. And today, they're really focused on what can technology do to make this business be sustainable and to deliver new markets and drive shareholder value. So that's the arc that we've sort of gone on from being about efficiencies to being about revenue to being really about the value of the company as a whole. And I could describe the same sort of arc for a CTO, a tech role in a, in a tech company where 20 years ago, it was really engineers that were very product first. Let's build cool stuff because we can, and then we'll figure out where the market is. And then, you know, from 10 years ago, for sure, it's been absolutely normal that people are focused on product market fit. They're thinking about marketing, they're thinking about customers, and really in conjunction of the two, what can the products do that the customer needs? And today, again, it's back to sustainability. How can we pivot into new markets? How can we use our product to do new things? What's the strategy of the company? What are the markets that we might eat 
you know, you've heard the expression software is eating the world. What shall we eat next is what the CTO in a company is thinking today. Yeah, and how does that role change and evolve? You know, if you're a startup CTO versus one that's, you know, at an anchor company, they may have had that product, you know, in the pipeline for quite some time. Well, maybe if we think some a little bit too about the roles that are required, right? So all of these roles have one key skill, which is you need to be technically expert. You need to understand not only what's relevant in technology today, but what's coming down the pipe in the next two years, the next three years, the next five years, and even the next 10 years and further. What's going to happen? What's evolving? You have to be the person in the company that has the crystal ball and that can, can have an opinion about what's coming next. But what's also relevant is to make sure that you can bring a team with you. That you can select the tools that are necessary, that you can build the team, and that you can build strong relationships with the business people in the organization. And so that's sort of the arc that a startup would go on. You start being very much about the product and the features, then you become about the customers and the business, and ultimately your key voice around the boardroom table. I, I want to get into that a little bit because, you know, it's kind of the, the business side of things versus the, the, the visionary side of things. And how important is it for those two to meld if we want to have kind of a successful company? And how does the CTO kind of navigate that as well? So I do like to think of it as a circle, a continuous circle. So you start by being an absolute product fanatic. Okay, what can we do? Let's split the atom because we can and then find out where we're going. And then you, you build relationships with customers and business colleagues and you start to think about what are the practical applications of this and what do customers really need? But ultimately, and, and what I'm hoping you'll find with your winners in these categories, the really fantastic, you know, world beating CIO and CTO closes that circle again and does the out of the box thinking and comes up with the ideas that the customers don't know that they want, but it's what they actually need. So you come full circle again, not so much to be building things for cool stuff, but building things to really address the underlying need rather than what the customer says they want. You know, it's interesting. You bring up that crystal ball kind of analogy there. I wish I had it. Uh, I, I'm sure many organizations do. Is it, I, I don't know, something that can be learned? Is it something that's uh, for a great CTO, it's just kind of intuitive? Like what's your takeaway from having discussions, especially with some of those like early stage companies, you, you must have discussions with them and you can kind of get a sense of, you know, uh, maybe what makes someone special in this role. Yeah, you have to be able to go in two directions. So you've got to be able to go deep, but you've also got to be able to go wide. And judging which situation in, in for whichever given company that you're working for, do they more need me to go deep or do they more need me to go wide? They definitely need you to do both. You have to be able to do a bit of both. So by going deep, I mean truly understanding the deep technical expertise within your domain. But going wide is keeping enough of your ears and eyes open to technology in other spheres that might have application that you wouldn't have thought of. So you have to be a broad reader and stay really aware of what's happening in other spheres as well as deeply in your own sphere. The thing is, I, I also want to seize on here is kind of BC's role in producing a lot of CTOs. You know, we, we've got like a great uh, university system going on. We also have a lot of people coming to Vancouver, you know, from other parts of the world. Um, how are we at kind of cultivating the, the talent we need to produce great CTOs and CIOs here on the West Coast? 
Well, we definitely have, as I said, the, the education and the other supports and the major anchors and the growth companies that would enable you to go deep. But there's a, a secret sauce in BC that, that sometimes we overlook and we don't realize how valuable it is, which is we're relatively modest as intellectuals, as thinkers, as CEOs. And what that leaves us with is a willingness and an ability to ask the stupid question. And you know, there's no stupid questions. <laughs> the stupid. I, 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 all I do for a living is ask those questions. So <laughs> you're right. You're right. You have a career in technology out of you, Tyler. Sure. <laughs> but that's the key: is being willing to say, "What do I not know?" And to consult with others who know more than you, and to say, "Have I missed this?" Or perhaps there's something else that I can learn. So that willingness to be open and to learn from others, and to ask questions, and to be on a continuous growth journey throughout your career—that's something that I really notice is sort of in the water of the tech sector in BC. And I think it sets us up really, really well to compete in this global world. Well, I, I think it's excellent. And I, I do want to hint towards listeners and viewers that uh, we've got some excellent winners ahead of us that we'll be unveiling beginning tomorrow. Uh, but in the meantime, if you just keep going to BIV.com, we'll have more videos and interviews there as well as technology stories to go with it. Uh, but Jill, uh, I just want to thank you so much for joining us today to kind of break it all down ahead of uh, this week's announcements. Thanks so much, Tyler, and good luck, everyone. That's Jill Tipping, CEO of the BC Tech Association, and I'm Tyler Orton. We'll be back tomorrow.